Success isn't a guarantee of happiness. Even if you live a have-it-all lifestyle, the income, house, family, and car, something can still feel missing or wrong. Maybe it's the job, or you are reminded of an old passion you haven't made time for in several years. If that sounds remotely familiar, you might be drifting. It's easy to get stuck in a predictable routine. What you need is change. And that can be scary for most, but also exciting. It's time to shake things up, challenge your fears, and society's mandate for you. It's time to face your anxiety. Change can be challenging, but it is possible. And in this episode, we will discuss predictability is a trap. Three simple steps to overcoming fear. Connecting with your future self. Embracing meditation to release your full potential. Bad habits and people to leave behind this year. Focusing on one goal to achieve success. Drifting aimlessly through life and keeping your eye on the prize. Without further ado, let's get started. Hi, my name is Kirby Ingalls, and you're listening to the True Success Podcast. My goal is to help you find true success by helping you live a rich and satisfying life, a life of happiness and meaning, and becoming a pillar of your community. This podcast is designed to inspire you to write a new narrative, revolutionize the way we live, and create a ripple effect that resonates with future generations. Most successful people are unsatisfied. You probably can't put your finger on why you're frustrated, maybe even bored. You just know something isn't right. It's probably because your life has become predictable. Predictability is often a trap. You might find yourself with a decent job, a beautiful spouse, and a couple of kids, and maybe settle down. Then you realize your time is chewed up by a career and family obligations. Every day there is a pattern in your life and your daily duties. And these things that you know need to be done, but you're working off of autopilot. If you are a high performer and ambitious, this can kill your spunk. You find yourself at your best when creating and experimenting, tackling new challenges. But you feel like you're on a treadmill, always running, but not getting anywhere. At the end of the day, you're exhausted and ready to crash on the sofa while spending the rest of the evening binging on another television series. And the following day, you are refreshed enough to begin again where you started the previous day. But why do you find yourself along with most people in this trap? This situation has a large part to do with our limiting beliefs. To understand what those are, reflect on all the should statements that you've been probably telling yourself. Should keep a reliable job. Should have another kid should place others' needs above my own. These aren't bad things. 
However, likely you won't be happy if you pursue what society expects of you. You think that you can turn a bad thing inside out and do more of what is making you dissatisfied? Sounds like crazy talk, doesn't it? Lots of people end up rolling the dice on a job that they hate. Maybe they will get a raise next year or, better yet, a promotion so that they can live the life that they've been dreaming about. This scenario doesn't work out too often. If you aren't hunting, and I mean hunting what you're passionate about, you will likely never find your spark or be fulfilled. So how do you get out of this Groundhog Day scenario? One word. Change. The soul-crushing part about being stuck in predictability mode is getting out of that habit loop. Most people only make changes in their lives when they have life-altering health or medical issues. And me being one of them when I injured my spine. I have two herniated discs in my neck and two in my lower back. And so take it from me. Fate forces you to fulfill your individual plan. What stops you from making those necessary changes to your life? Probably fear keeps you locked into that position. The unknown can be scary. However, it might suck now. But it can get worse. You know those people that said that they hit rock bottom? Well, guess what? There is always another rock bottom. And another one after that. And change is the only way up. And again, there is always another level. Change is hard. No doubt about it. Even if it is for the better outcome for everyone that is involved. Think about changing your cell phone provider. They make it so hard that you'd rather deal with a day-to-day emotional roller coaster than spend the time making the switch. After 12 years, I was relieved to tell AT&T, peace out. I don't want to date myself, but I was with Singular before the merger with AT&T. And you had those 5.2-inch cell phones, the Nokia 5190, where you pulled out the antenna, the buttons lit up, and every screen displayed, or, or the screen displayed the name and only the number. The smartphone wasn't even a thing yet. And the best thing that I could do was play Snake on my phone and track 250 contacts. That's the benefits of the phone. Yep, when I let my hair and my beard grow out, it is peppered with white hair. That ain't old, folks. That season. But recently, Amazon has been under the same scrutiny for making it very difficult for people to cancel Prime. Then I had to buy a new phone one day, right? I had to change my number and I had to go through all that process. And then I had to get some new passwords, websites, bills, apps, etc. And in the end, it was worth actually the peace of mind because I enjoy my new carrier. They've made it very simple for me. There is another significant obstacle blocking transformation is the worry and the emotional stress that goes along with changes, which I just explained with just a very simple thing like changing your cell phone carrier. It's like wearing one of those championship belts around your waist, but it's all worry and emotional stress. You're wearing a piece of kryptonite around your waist, and most people don't realize 
how much of a weight they are bearing, much like Atlas carrying the world on his shoulders. Again, change is hard and sometimes painful, but the sooner you deal with it, the less it hurts. How do you turn things around and start making improvements, you ask? Well, it's pretty simple. There is a three simple step process. And the first is self-awareness, which means that you take a step back, observe, reflect, and observe the patterns and the habits that continue the Groundhog Day loop. You need to put a finger on the things that don't make you happy. Then you take the second step and disrupt that habit loop and those negative cycles. Finally, you have a chance to design a new routine that allows you to live a life full of happiness and meaning. A have-it-all lifestyle where you are everything that you desire. Fear holds people back from making change. But why? We know that some things are beyond our control, like getting fired or losing a partner. Obstacles aren't the calculations we can imagine, but your inability to visualize and connect with your soup or your future self. It can be challenging to imagine what another decade would do to you in your current position. If you imagine your best self, that person might even be a stranger. This says a lot about your dead-end job that you hate. It is critically important to connect with a future image of yourself to make a positive change now. How can this work? Well, the best place to start is to visualize your future self. That's exactly how I won Rookie of the Year in the Northern Virginia Umpires Association. I would arrive early to each game, get ready, and spend time visualizing myself calling the perfect game as an official. I would walk through the inning, each inning, inning by inning, play by play, shift by shift, call by call, how each play would happen based on my training. If you find yourself in a position where you visualize yourself and get scared, it makes you miserable. You don't know how to improve your situation. Your motivation may not be that high to make a change. It can be scary to imagine a continuation of things of the past and into the future. It's not a pretty sight. By visualizing your future self, you can realize change is necessary. It can be a lot less painful than continuing down the same path that you're already on. Look, don't quit. Search out a new ideal future self. Meditation can be a powerful tool for unleashing your best self. Why? Well, meditation is a part of an awakening process. And most people are running on autopilot and stuck in the status quo, just moving through their daily habits and routines. Meditation can create a gap between your stimulus and response so that you can observe your thoughts without immediately reacting to them. Eventually, this will slow down the automatic behaviors. Rather than reacting and acting like a, a zombie, you will begin to ask yourself, is this the best use of my time? The question is the first pivot you need to make for a better life, for a better future self. This isn't an overnight thing. 
It takes time and a lot of patience. Take it from me. I realized what I wanted while meditating, and it's a daily practice that I utilize after each morning workout for about 15 minutes. Through meditation, I listened to the voice inside my head, which led me to new ideas and opportunities. I was able to suppress the limiting thoughts and beliefs by tuning into the right influence. And after months of meditation, I began to see a path forward and use this practice to defeat the thoughts that had power over my life previously. I stopped dwelling over anxieties and focused on the things that I desired and called to fulfill. Everything else is what it is. I'm here now, and all it took was time to create a little space, listen, reflect, and take action. What is the first thing that you want to do after a long day at work? Probably plop down in your chair with a cold glass of beer and veg out on the television for a minute. And this isn't entirely bad, as we mentioned before, and it can be relaxing, but you often get stuck there and it can be a waste of your time. The question is, is who do you create or how do you create a more rewarding valuable experience in the evenings and the weekends. You want to disrupt your codified habits that have been embedded in a basal ganglia of your brain. The more you behave or perform a certain way, the more it gets physically wired into this part of your brain. You don't have to give up everything that you love. You just have to begin developing a healthier relationship. People will challenge themselves to abstain from many things and discipline themselves, such as alcohol, Netflix, smartphones, junk food, red meat, and these are just a few examples. You could try a few different types of challenges like a 14-day or even a beat-the-streak challenge. The idea behind these is pulling away from your compulsive behaviors and do these things only when intentional, rather than be on autopilot. And you begin making conscious and mindful choices that have rewards and benefits to how you spend your time. Trust me, what you miss about your old habits will be small compared to what you gain for something that pays dividends. One of the best ways I've found to create a disruption in my life is to choose my social circle. We have become connected in this digital age that was once only portrayed in sci-fi channels. And you connect with dozens of people each week. New people. And this might seem overwhelming when you imagine trying to keep up with all those new people each week. This might not sound popular in the period of social media vanity, but smaller is better. Focus on a few critical relationships of those you love, honor, and appreciate on a deeper level, and then weed out the rest. Suppose you're just engaging everyone on the surface level with pleasantries. In that case, you don't really have a relationship, do you? And it's time to hit the road. I've found this valid with groups and social circles as well. High performers have lots of goals, but less time and energy to spend on them all. What do you do if you want to learn Korean 
become stronger and get promoted. You got a great chance if you focus on one goal at a time. What do you think? Yeah. It is so apparent that many high performers, shakers, and movers overlook this idea. I've seen my coaching program members spread themselves so thin and fall into what we call the peanut butter theory. A tablespoon of peanut butter represents your time, energy, and focus. The bread represents the number of projects, goals, and tasks that you have, which can seem like an endless amount of possibilities in your life. And a tablespoon of peanut butter spread over one slice of bread makes a good treat. However, take one tablespoon over many pieces and it leaves a lack of flavor and the desire you were seeking. Taking on too many things can leave you frustrated and it's hard to see any results for your efforts because you lack progress. You're just moving slowly, inching towards the goal line before you lose interest. And because it took so long, you forgot why you were pursuing it anyway. It isn't surprising this happens because trying to sustain a commitment for an extended period of time gets more difficult the longer it drags out. Now let's analyze modern day relationships in regard to these commitments. Courting or dating, there's some romance and interest in spontaneous moments and that keeps things exciting and moving along. But when it's time to commit, that requires a lot more work, time, dedication, and effort. The latter doesn't seem appealing, does it? Don't get me wrong. The reward is incredible for that commitment. Still, it does lose some of that spunk and that spark because other things in life will try to derail your long-term obligations. But then as humans, if we don't keep things fresh and new, we tend to get bored quickly. It's part of human nature. So focusing on one goal is the best strategy if you want to achieve success. Start with one goal that is easy to achieve and start building momentum. These steps will help reduce a, or help reinforce a positive experience with goal achievement. And as I mentioned in the long-term commitments, it's essential to be clear and remind yourself why you are hunting this goal. Suppose you want to improve your kettlebell swing by 30 pounds over the next few months. And in that case, you'll need to have a reason why that motivates you to do so. Not just because it's something you set arbitrarily, but simply doing it or simply doing isn't enough. But maybe you want to train your body for a specific activity or event that you can pursue. Do you feel like a ship without a rudder, drifting whichever direction the current or the wind blows you, not accomplishing anything? You might be feeling some anxiety. And in this case, focusing and doing what matters isn't easy, especially if you're burdened with the commitments. And today might be your lucky day because there are tools that you can use to improve your situation. Most executive planners have a dedicated page to list all the things that you would like to achieve or you can create your own with a moleskin notebook. A place where you can list your goals and the details of your daily rituals and and even your ideal week. And this can help you visualize your lines of effort 
by writing things down in an organized manner and tracking what you do. Most people actually accomplish a lot more than they give themselves credit for because they didn't document the process and couldn't reflect back on the work that they had completed on a couple of pages. And when you see your progress, it should inspire you. And one of the techniques that I personally use is setting quarterly goals, monthly objectives, and weekly targets. I also create expectations for myself around several areas that I would like to do for myself as part of my self-care plan, such as sleep, eat, move, connect, and relax. As I begin to cross things off and I look back on the week, I feel more confident about holding firm to the commitments and the goals that I've made, such as those monthly objectives and quarterly goals. The best thing about this strategy is that it also puts those occasional speed bumps and potholes into perspective. Look, there are nights when I just scraped the daily schedule and I binge watched an episode of or episodes of Yellowstone or The Curse of Oak Island and maybe Suits or White Collar. Just compare it to the other nights that you did follow through. It can put things into perspective of how well you are doing or not. This process will allow you to strengthen your resolve and increase self-compassion so you can keep forging forward without plummeting to the core of the earth. You can also make your morning and evenings more purposeful by setting up rituals that prepare you for the day and an evening of rest. Pay attention to how you spend those few hours that you book in your day. And if you're checking email or social media while you're in bed before you fall asleep or right after you wake up, something needs to change. So aim to do something more fulfilling like working out, meditating, reading, or journaling. All four of those are my favorites. Evenings are as crucial as your mornings, but most people focus on beginning the day. And if you aren't getting enough sleep, it will impact your mental and physical health. Begin reducing the distractors and spend those hours and minutes preparing your mind for bed. It's a high probability you will rest much more effortless. Done is better than perfect. It's an idea that you should take seriously. The desire to be perfect gets in your way of getting things done. And if you're a high performer, it can be hard to admit that you are probably guns blazing and all about success 100% of the time, even while you sleep, if you get much of that. It's just not realistic. You are going to get tired, overwhelmed, and not able to perform at the max capacity. If the truth is told, if you only hit one of your four of your daily targets, you are closer to your goal than before you started. So let's say that you decided to meditate twice a day for 30 minutes. That's an ambitious goal to start out with. And realistically, you won't always find the time to fulfill your new discipline that you're trying to achieve. Now, if you start smaller and shoot for 10 minutes each day, and meditate, you will generate some momentum and achieve your goal. It might take a little bit longer, but if you start small, that's the best way to chip away and grow.
What is most important to remember are the small deposits that add up over time. Your small wins each day guarantee that you will reach the summit of your desires and achieve your biggest dreams. For example, what if you wanted to write a book? It's probably one of the most challenging tasks that everyone wants to do, but very few people are able to accomplish. Imagine starting with just 500 words a day as just a goal. Seems doable, right? And after 90 days, you have 45,000 words. That's the first book. Even some people publish short stories with only 10,000 words. And most teen books are about 55,000 words. So rip out four books a year, one per quarter, and you will be considered an expert in your field for sure. The opportunities are endless. And if you have the right mindset, it's nothing more than making small adjustments to how you see things. The most crucial step is to jump off the status quo bandwagon and interrupt your life and start doing the things that really matter. Now it's up to you to put all this information into action. Please check out the links in the show notes and support us by smashing that like button. Leave a comment or review on whatever platform you might be listening to. Now, go out and share this story forward. My name is Kirby Ingalls, and I appreciate you listening. Honor your service to others and love the impact you are creating. I'll see you next time.